Hey, everybody. Welcome to Connecting Cannabis. Um, I am your host, Brian Holler. Connecting Cannabis is brought to you by Arousal, and today our excellent guest is the marketing millennial, Sarai Garrett. Sarai, how are you today? Hey, Brian. Thanks for having me on. I'm, I'm doing good. Yeah, things are, yeah. things are good. You know, I mean, obviously, we're all having these crazy adjustments. How's that been for you? Uh, like business cycles, up and down. Yeah. Yes. Um, I think that's got to be fair to say for everybody, you know, which um, you're a marketing strategist. So I'm sure you're getting a lot of calls over the last two, three weeks with people on one hand on the up. Hey, you know, we could take advantage of it this way and boom, 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 boom. And then on the down, what am I going to do? Right. Yeah. You know what? You'd be surprised. My first call was actually yesterday with mm-hmm. somebody wanted, wanting to um, get a little bit more insight. Um, the good thing about, where we are right now is that we don't know what's going to happen. And that could be a huge advantage because we're like on a very clean slate, right? You can say that we don't know what the market is going to do. We don't know the business shifts that are going to have to happen. So if you have to change, you can bet on making that strategy or making that change on the unknown, which is, an advantage a lot of the time and people don't necessarily know how it is until they're finally there and they have to make those decisions and they have to make those moves. Starting at ground zero can be one of the best things for a lot of people. I would agree. Uh, it's, it seems like I'm running into that too. People basically they're leaning into things they already knew they should have done in the first place. Um, or now you have no excuse because a significant part of what you might have been doing is either off the table for a while or not even there. And so there is no more, well, actually I would love to do more video and uh, content, but ultimately I have these business meetings and blah, 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 or these events and all these things. No more. So how are you seeing your folks adjust? Um, You know, I think a lot of people are are taking this time to really internalize what changes they need to make. And I I really believe that that's where a lot of people are because I haven't had a whole lot of people come out. I think that what's happening is people are hopeful and they're hoping that within the next couple of weeks we'll get um, new news that will kind of change the game for everyone. At the same time, Um, I think that we are in a position to really forget everything we ever, we ever uh, thought was going to limit us. We need to forget those things and um, kind of skip over that mentality. There are the only obstacles in, in our way right now are the unknown which is nothing new for entrepreneurs, right? We're very good at maneuvering around the unknown. And so I would say that this isn't um, going to be one of those things like the fittest or will survive. This is like the fittest, the smartest, the quickest to change. Um, The people who are willing to really think outside of the current situation, these are going to be the ones that you're going to see that are really going to start taking off. Yeah, it sure seems like that. I mean, if you're ready to, to make those touch shifts and get going, that's going to be perfect for you at this point, you know? Um, so how are you, what are you advising your clients to do in terms of um, strategy then, right? Let's say you had a cannabis company who, Um, I know, uh, in fact, that you have ones that had kind of brick and mortar elements to them, you know, and that sort of thing. How are you kind of advising them to pivot, let's say, 
uh, in the midst of um, all of this? I would say for the people who have brick and mortars um, who don't have clients right now, right. for whatever reason, now is really the time to start changing your business model and start looking at how you can provide your services outside of your brick and mortar. Do you have delivery? Do you have an application that you can kind of tap into and create this whole new uh, set of services so that you can continue to make those sales. Are you calling your clients? We kind of have to go back to the old school way of doing things. So if you have a list of clients, sending emails may not be enough because although people are at home, they are being bombarded by emails right now. They're being bombarded by all kinds of marketing. And so you want to keep it simple. You want to be able to, you know, call your clients and let them know about the new changes that are happening and that you're taking orders over the phone. Make that personal connection. Be in front of your market. Don't let them forget about you because it's very easy to, uh, to be forgotten in a time of so much noise. Yeah. Yeah, you do have to be kind of, um, it's a good time to be persistent and really be, kind of, um, I think, on the ball in terms of knowing what you want to do and pushing forward. You said personal connection, right? Um, I think there's something there. Um, obviously, and I know you're. The, this is part of your philosophy too because we know each other, but ultimately you um, very much in favor of a personalized approach when it comes to marketing strategy, right? The most personalized you can get. And then when you do that on top of it, cannabis itself, the community, the culture, very accepting very all-encompassing so there's, um, there's kind of that of, double whammy huh yeah there's kind of no way around that right now i think right. that we were getting into a very fast-paced um uh, business model just all the way around as a society and now we're in a place where cannabis has an advantage because and, and especially uh in the states where alcohol is being taken off as an essential, right? We still have cannabis as an essential here in California. Um, and Noah, I'm on a conference call. And uh, so anyway, as an essential and people do need that little uh, stress relief. And so dispensaries right now are at a huge advantage. Uh, and I think right now is also the time, again, to change your business model and per put that personal touch. Call your call your your list of clients, send them text messages, put them through a text messaging system, um, mix technology with old school approaches, and you're going to stand out. And I think that the cannabis industry has a very big advantage and uh, potential to survive. Uh, absolutely, it does. I mean, that's why, I mean... I love that I get to work for Razzle because Razzle is a resource for all business, all businesses in cannabis, whether you're a service provider, you're looking for capital, you're just looking for resources, you know, you can use it to go there um, and learn. So really dive into the tech, not just Razzle. There's lots of uh, resources in terms of education or use your social platforms, right? Um, what kind of advice are you giving to your clients about utilizing social specifically? Well, say hi. Not right now. No. <laughs> I love this. This is like the new, the new thing. 
kids are you know entering in conversations it's all good um yeah, yeah i was his, i was asking you about like, more important than our conversation it is that um, i understand that so digital um i think that we all know the red tape around digital uh mm-hmm. when it comes to cannabis and so right. there's you know nothing has changed in that regard again going back to whatever digital efforts you can do using um obviously there's ways around that if you have people who are um who have big names who have a big following the best thing to do is reach out to those influencers have them uh use your product or mention your product people that are not associated with the cannabis industry necessarily um, but who have a big following, who can, um, you know, do product placement. It, I mean, we're really going to have to go into working around all of these obstacles to make sure that our product continues to be in front of our markets any way possible. Now, if you are limited on funds, um, I would say that now is the best time to work on your negotiation skills. How well can sure. you negotiate? Right. Um, how well can you work around all of the obstacles and create a community? And I would say, right, you know, we are a very tight community already in the cannabis industry, but create a community of people who believe in your product aren't necessarily in the industry because we do want to hit new markets. New markets are going to grow in the cannabis space. People will start smoking cannabis for a lot of different reasons or, um, or uh, not just smoking cannabis, but looking at other, you know, vapes and edibles and things like that for many different reasons. And we want to make sure that you are at the forefront of those very many different reasons uh, and you're hitting new markets. So reach out to the influencers who don't have a problem saying, hey, you know, I use weed to help me with my back, the veterans, the athletes, the um, uh, people who, who just aren't afraid to talk about the product and then you don't have to worry about going around the, the red tape and advertising. Yeah. And actually people might not know about that red tape um, that are listening. And um, you know, it's not like cannabis is like toothpaste, right? Right. Like, like put it on, look at me, lose my toothpaste. It's really good. Right. Um, you know, you have some restrictions legally that you have to kind of be aware of when you're promoting your product that I think other industries don't have to worry about. So Again, to your point, that personal connection, personalizing the product or the services is just so key and doing that in all ways. Like I would um, echo what you're saying in terms of celebrity and that sort of thing. However, just an everyday Joe or Jane, you know, is going to help you in that respect too, because uh, at this point, it's still really, really important to, I guess, make people understand that it's very much mainstream. You know, it's, it's used for a lot of different purposes. It's not just you know, um, to get high. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and so as we kind of, um, you know, move forward with regards to those personalized connections, um, what specific things in terms of advertising are you telling folks to do? Like, I don't mean, you know, in terms of, yeah, be personal, but you know, are you suggesting they do like live streams or they do, um, you know, like get really into the minutia of like, what are you, prescribing or at least advising your uh, clients to do? So we're in a really finicky times because a lot of people are very, very sensitive. Yes. <clears throat> so 
uh, there's a fine line between your personal opinions and what you believe is going on around the world uh, and the products that you're, you know, trying to keep in front of your competitors. So I would be very careful about the messages that we send on a personal level as we're using that same platform to continue to sell our products. Um, yes, we do want to encourage uh, business owners of any kind to do live videos. So if you have a product that's helping, if you have reviews, if you have somebody calling you and saying, look, I'm a mom, I'm really stressed out. I have A, B, and C going on. My back hurts. My I have headaches. And ever since I started taking your products, it really was able to alleviate a lot of these things. Yep. If you can have, um, you know, interviews with your with uh, with your testimonies and yep. what people are feeling, it's not coming directly from your company. You're not going out and saying, "Hey, my product helps alleviate this and that." Right? We're hearing from actual users who um, are thankful and grateful. Um, although we do have to be very careful again with the verbiage. Um, and the things that we claim, uh, we can definitely have people coming on online and saying how, you know, certain things were eased by the use of certain products. And, uh, of course, that's up to the, that's up to the, the consumer and, uh, and ask the owner, the business owner or the entrepreneur who's trying to, uh, have these products in front of consistently in front of their potential market. Um, you also have to be very aware of how you want to portray or, or how you want to share this information specifically now. Yeah, um, I would definitely agree. And depending on your brand, of course, or what your product or, you know, kind of your culture is, um, if there is a educational or maybe scientific piece that, you know, can accompany or that you can teach people with, um, about your products. Um, I think that's another way to go if I'm hearing you correctly. Absolutely. Especially if it's in black and white, if they're, if they have been published in online journals and right. you can go back and reference those journals, um, and give certain facts and also remind people that you are not doctors and that you are not scientists and, uh, that they can do their own research. But, uh, you have clients that have been able to, talk about how this product has helped them with their mental health or, uh, you know, we, there are, there are, um, uh, products that do alleviate pain that are topical. Um, and you know, they're for athletes and things like that. So uh, just have conversations with your, with your people who are already buying from you, um, and let them become your testimony and be in front of your potential clients consistently. Uh, but also be very aware of all the other messages that you are putting across in your social media, uh, so that there aren't any conflicting, there's always somebody who wants to tell you what you're doing wrong. <laughs> oh yeah. Plenty so, of those out there. For sure. that, that's you, you can expect that. But the last thing that you want is um, you don't want to be bombarded with hate no. and with somebody who can potentially hurt your business because you don't see eye to eye on a political level. If those are the messages that you're putting through the same platforms where you're talking about your business. 
Yeah, you want to be, uh, you want to take a good hard look at your business holistically to that point, you know. Um, I think it's, I think there's two themes here, right? One is be careful what you're putting out there in terms of messaging because, you know, um, there are more people listening than you may realize. Um, but on top of that, it's also okay, uh, at least in, if what I'm hearing is correct, you're basically saying, but also there's a, wherever there's a will, there's going to be a way. So really get your mind to say, listen, we can make it. We can do what we're supposed to do. We can just utilize a few different strategies and organize ourselves already. Mind our P's and Q's a little bit, but don't be afraid to push. I mean, if your car, if your brand is, you know, controversial or it is um, rattles cages, you should do that, but you just be, you need to be ready for what's going to come, especially if you're amping up the messaging and the, and the amount of content, et cetera. Absolutely. So I want to share with you, um, I did a lot of marketing research for really big brands and all kinds of verticals. So we did grocery stores, we did political studies, we did um, uh, like autos, uh, Coca-Cola, Yamaha, Toyota, just a big variety of uh, research studies on all different levels, uh, anywhere from surveys to focus groups um, and whatever else we had to do uh, on-call um, studies. And so we would facilitate the, uh, these studies for these big brands who understand that everybody has a market. So I want to be very clear. You have your market. Stick with your market. The reason why I'm saying to be careful with the information that you put out there is because if somebody that does not like you can cause serious harm to your business, they will, especially in a time where everything is so, everybody's hypersensitive, everything's uh, about politics, like our economy. There's just too many variables going around that, I want you to understand that it is important for you to be in front of your potential market um, and do so in a way where nobody can harm you and take you offline. That makes sense. And none, I don't think, and I'm, and I don't think either of us are saying like to cow cow or bow down or back right. off from what you do. Just be prepared uh, to respond in the way that your company and everybody else um, has agreed to respond to whatever issues might be stirred up or just make sure that you have proper response, you know? Um, and of course you can also be personal. If you've screwed up, here's a big one that I always tell everybody. Um, I don't know if you agree. Let's see if you agree. If people screw up, I tell them to admit it. Look right in the camera and say, Hey, here's what happened. Or whatever way you want to do it. If you want to do a, a produced piece, great. But ultimately the more raw and, and straightforward you can be, you know, that's what I think. So if you're going to try and take chances, which I would encourage everybody to do, and I know Sarai would too, ultimately, you know, you got to be prepared for what might happen when you take chances. Absolutely. We're dealing with a lot of intelligent people in this world. That's right. And um, when you do a lot of networking, when you do a lot of marketing, when you are in a people business, the last thing that you want anybody to do is see you as a fool and lie, right? So, right. or even lie to themselves, and, yeah. and this is one thing, um, as a woman, I'm very cutthroat when it comes to um, admitting, admitting fault, you know, being able to say, you know what, I messed up and I'm sorry. And it's okay to say, I don't know what I was thinking. I really, I have no idea 
what I was thinking or why we're here. How can I make it better? Um, You know, I had a recent experience where character, somebody, I was willing to continue to work with somebody, but they weren't willing to be honest about what had happened. Um, and, And that's okay. I see people in their humanity. I wanted to continue to move forward, but I couldn't because the level of denial was so, so deep that it affected other parts of uh, doing business. And those are chances that I'm not willing to take, unfortunately. So yes, tell the truth, admit. uh, And even if you don't know that you did something wrong, you can say, I'm sorry, I don't see your point. I don't know what I did wrong because then that allows people around you to make the decisions that they need to make based on character and based on what needs to happen next. Absolutely. Um, you know, I could sit here and talk about all this stuff forever with you. This is a, a very, very enlightening discussion. I thank you for being with me today. But we do have a bit of a time limit. So um, before we get out of here, let's make sure everybody knows where to find you, Sarai. So you guys can find me, The Marketing Millennial, on uh, Facebook or Sarai Garrett and uh, connect with me. I'd love to connect. I'm very silly and I'm a lot of fun. Uh, so you really have to be able to know a person like me to uh, – to uh, understand me, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. Thank you so much, Ryan, for having me on. And you guys can learn more about me on my page. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn, Sarai Garrett. There's a lot of information there and um, we'll talk soon. Absolutely. And of course, as always, you can find out a lot of information about uh, the business of cannabis on Razzle.com. That's W-R-A-Z-E-L.com. And uh, if you uh, want to see this mug, uh, you can uh, check out Holler1012 on most social platforms or uh, Brian Holler, H-O-L-L-E-R. Thank you so much, Sarai. Thank Always you, a pleasure Brian. to talk to you. Uh, have a good day and uh, let your little ones uh, know that we say hello. I will. All right. Take care. Thank Take care. you. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye.